Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Baseball Mainly. <laughs> I'm here with, uh, this is Jess Monticello, here with uh, Ethan, the Statman Perlman. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, lots of stats. Yes, we do. And of course, our one of our other co-hosts, Corey Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, I got I got knighted. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, make it so number one. <laughs> I'll take a knighting. That's fine. Yeah. Well, uh, you deserve it for hey, putting up ugh. with us. No, no. Anytime we can talk about baseball, I will. Uh, I will sit down and talk about baseball all day long. Well, we have a very, very special guest in the studio today. Someone who near and dear to my heart, Joey, Joey Baseball, Joey Monticello. Oh. Home from college for this week. Welcome, Joey. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, son. Joey, do you do bat flips? Do you bat, you know, just, just any well, time? When the most you can do is barely get it out of the, uh, out of the infield? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Joe was pitched in in a game against uh, Troy last year, mm. and uh, Joe didn't get to play a lot. He uh, broke his hand uh, before the season started, and, uh, you know, so I was showing up late to the game, and it was a doubleheader. I don't want to sit there. And... Anyway, I get there, and I see they're making a pitching change, and it's Joey Monticello oh. coming in to pitch because the guy who was pitching, you know, ran into a rough spot. Who also happened to be their big power hitter. Mm. So the pitcher was in the lineup. Joey's taking his place. Joey comes in, finishes out the inning, doesn't give up a, I don't think he gave up a hit in that inning. I uh, threw two pitches, got out of it, bases loaded. Oh, nice. I like to call mm -hmm. myself the janitor because I came in and cleaned up everyone else's mess. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, Joe's in the first batter next inning. He hasn't had a, he hasn't had a bat all season. Mm. I think it was the first pitch. Line drive into center field. He's Boom. on first. A couple innings later, comes up again. Line drive into left center. He's on first. They didn't want to pitch to me. They walked me. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple hits in that game, and I was very proud of you. And I think it was an example of what you could have done had you had the opportunity. Mm. At any rate, um, you know, Joe pitched a lot. Do you? You had a name we were going to talk about. Um, Joey might recognize. What was that guy's name? Mm -hmm. I think his name was uh, something Harper. No, no. No? guy named John. Oh, yes. Oh, John. Oh, now it's John Ma Malcolm. Oh, John Malcolm. Yeah. I, I didn't want to bring it up, Joey. I know I a didn't. little bit about John Malcolm. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I was the only one who got him out when we played him. So... John Malcolm pitched for or uh, played first base for uh, uh, Detroit Country Day. Detroit Country Day, mm -hmm. and uh, very good player, mm -hmm. really good player. Nice young man sure. too. He's now at uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, nice yeah. mm. baseball uh, school. And uh, he's a baseball player. This mm -hmm. guy could play. But uh, Joe got him out first time. Got out of the inning. Pitched mm -hmm. another inning or two, and the next thing you know, Malcolm's up and. Uh, uh, I think the coach was calling for a curveball. Yeah, it was supposed to be a curveball, and the catcher called a fastball, and I got whiplash. Mm. Yeah, the ball mm. ball went in uh, slower than it went out. Yeah. I bet that ball went 400 feet. The guy, guy smoked it. Ooh. Really, really good ball player. 
And Joey's feelings were hurt for a few minutes until he heard that this guy had been crushing everybody uh -huh. all season. And hopefully he'll do so at Vanderbilt. Sure. I, I think, uh, you know, if he continues to progress the way he did through his youth. Could hear about him in the minor leagues. Yeah, could hear about him maybe leagues. in major leagues someday. I'd yeah. heard that uh, he could have been drafted out of high school, but he turned down the offer to go play in college instead. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Good that's player. A, that's, not, that's not a bad thing to do sometimes. I mean, yeah. Well, speaking of prospects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the guy that I was Some, thinking about. Somebody got signed this last week. No more. 13 years, 330 million bucks. Good Lord. We're talking about Bryce Harper. Yeah, no more Bryce Watch. It's finally happened. Wow. Incredible. But I'm looking at I'm looking at Bryce Harper's numbers. Yeah. They're good. They're not great. Think about what Al Kaline would have made. Mm-hmm. My goodness, this guy. In 2016, he hit 243. 2017, 319. 2018, 249. Yep. What year did he have? Uh, how many home runs? 40 home runs? For, he had 42 in 2015. 2015. So this is all about home runs. He had 34 last year and 100 RBI. But you look at him, he's not a power hitter. That's the crazy thing is that he had a good season with 42 home runs, but he's not power you wouldn't put him in the dh spot would you i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be like oh yeah he's gonna be a great dh someday every few days i would to give him a break from the field but would you but... end his career like as a dh it, it, that's D, i mean that's serious money right there for well, somebody look, who's not... a okay well, baseball player well, first of all the no will have to adopt, adapt to getting a dh before he, Which gets, could before he gets that happen. opportunity maybe that's why that, he went to the national but in that 13 year span you know it might happen eventually 13 years 330 million no opt-out and a full no trade clause yep you are stuck in Philly. I'm not saying the guy's a bad player. No. I'm just saying. No, I wouldn't say that either. I'm just saying, looking at the numbers, mm -hmm. I don't know the guy's name. I'm not giving him that kind of money no, I if wouldn't. I'm a general manager. Well, I wouldn't make now, it just a big hoopla about waiting this long to get him signed. Now, because of all the great PR for this guy, yeah. they're going to sell a lot of tickets, Yeah, which is something I think we're going to have trouble doing here in Detroit. Yep. Yeah. Now, Harper, you know, he... And this, I don't want this to sound bad in any way, and it may. Harper's not the player that Miguel Cabrera is. No. Miguel Cabrera would be the face of Major League Baseball if his English were better. Right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm serious. No, yeah. he's, he's difficult to understand. It's he not is. his fault he that, he, that it's not but his But you know what? Language. With a guy like, just back to your point, his bat the way he plays the the respect that he commands from the entire league managers love him players love him that speaks for himself i mean he can't, doesn't really have to do a press i mean he loves press conferences but it's like oh, i can't really understand you miguel <laughs> don't you love seeing a guy play who loves to play you can tell right. he loves being out there sure. everybody's his mm -hmm. friend maybe with the exact uh, the exception of uh uh, Andrew Romine's brother. What was Austin? Austin, Austin Romine. <laughs> uh, everybody's Miguel's friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'll take Altuve and you know lift him up lift on him his up. shoulders. I mean, he he he, <laughs> he does. I mean, it was he's he was like that when he was with the Marlins. He was like that, you know, at a young age. He just loved playing. You saw him like when he was hitting home runs down when he was, you know, 
200 pounds lighter <laughs> yeah. but he he loves the game and that's what a true base that like you said a f the face of baseball sort of like how jeter did it for you know 20 seasons he loved baseball bryce i just don't see him he i know he loves the game of baseball because there's respect especially during that whole press conference in philly when he was gonna do when he was gonna wear 32 but then he was 30, like 34 oh, 34 i'm sorry yeah uh, add two um and he said no you know uh, this I can't wear this number. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear three. I'll I'll wear three because of Roy Halliday. Uh, Roy Halliday. Yeah. I mean, it's that's respect there. I mean, I I have mm -hmm. to hand it to him. But Does, I don't see him as as a as a a baseball player that I want to watch for 13 years. So he went to the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Does this make the Phillies the odds-on favorite in the National League? No, I don't see it. I mean, I know a lot of people probably say yes, but I'm still going to say no because the Mets improved this mm -hmm. offseason. Uh, Atlanta's got, you know, the youngsters in Acuna. And Atlanta's the, a sleeper. And the young uh, pitching staff. And you also have Ozzy Albies, both of those guys mm -hmm. going into the second year. Uh, yep. They won the AL East this last year. Yep. I still think the Braves are probably the favorite. And just because, you know, Washington got rid of a lot of players this year and, you know, they're kind of looking like they're trying to do something different from the previous years and, and get rid of, you know, cap space and, and or whatever. It, I still see Washington kind of being up there, possibly. They've always snuck in. They've always done something more. Um, but it, it, I don't see the Phillies because of Bryce Harper or even just one player being a, a true contender in the nl you know well, what, what about the machado signing out in san diego does that does that make them the odds on favor no 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 <laughs> no because their their pitching is is just the same as it was last year and the year before that well he got 30 million a year on average and, yep. and harper mm -hmm. got 25 maybe 25.4 mm -hmm. on average but machado got he has an opt-out clause in five yeah. years, so he's like, if I'm not, if I don't want to be here, I'm going to opt out. I mean, in five years, he'll be 31, 32. Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he still can make another big payday. Oh in, yeah, in easily. five years. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, yeah. He's going to be playing 81 games in California, mm -hmm. at least 81 mm -hmm. plus. San, you know, they're going to be playing in San Francisco as well. Mm -hmm. And so and they're going to take. It's going to take a big bite out of that contract. Huge. You know, the guy, I don't think the players always think that through. Mm -hmm. The tax rates out there are going to kill him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I feel real sorry for him. No, yeah. It's, uh... But, you know, Machado had a, had a great season last year, hit 297, had 37 home runs, but uh, he struck out 104 times, 107 RBIs, though. Mm -hmm. And to me, that, to me the, the number that, that means something, the two that really mean something to me, forget all the, the war and— you know all the 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 billy ball numbers yeah how many did you knock in right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how many times you strike out right you know every time you strike out especially with somebody on base mm -hmm. you lost an opportunity to score a run and you don't win games because you have a great right. batting average i'll even throw one another number out to jess how many games did you actually play for a full season like did you play mm -hmm. a full season or did you, you know, have back spasms? Or did you roll over on your hand? Or did you roll your ankle and you just had to sit out for 10 days on the DL? I mean, it's like Miguel, back to Miguel, he would get injured, but he never wanted to sit out. He, he, he'd, he'd play through the pain. He wouldn't tell his managers or, or yeah. as anybody. I think, I think these big contracts are keeping guys on the bench more. Yeah. 
right? I don't I don't want this guy to get hurt. Oh, he's a pitcher. I don't want him to throw more than you know. It's his first year in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to throw more than 120 innings. Sure. Or, you know, I, you know, making a big deal. Keiko pitched 200 innings last year. Yeah. Shoot, Mickey Lolich pitched over 300 innings several right. times. Yeah. And it was routine for those guys. Mm-hmm. But but that's the thing with how Major League Baseball is going about it now. They want the longevity, which means they're watching innings limits on everybody. Sure. Which I'm not 100% for because, you know, there is the sense with the analytics. You don't want your starter facing the lineup three times over because by the third time, more than likely, the batters have figured them out. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you got to know the feel of the game. You can't always rely on those numbers. It really irritated me when uh in the 2016 world series when rich hill he was on a roll Mm -hmm. in that game and because of the numbers they pull him out the bullpen blows it and Mm -hmm. the dodgers end up i believe losing that was game three i believe it doesn't bother me yeah Yeah. it doesn't bother me if the dodgers lost (laughs) it it bothers me from a player standpoint because if i'm rich hill i'm like i was on a roll I was in a groove. They couldn't hit me. I'm in the World Series. We're in the World Series. It's a game. I think it was a game three. So Uh it's a a big game that could swing the series one way or the other. And you're pulling me out because a computer is going to tell you that I'm going to get lit up. Well, that's why I think a lot of managers need to really kind of take it easy with the the whole computers and the analytics. there there, There is... A component to where that is successful, sure. But you need For the ba- you need the balance of it, and you need as a manager, you need to have that ability to be able to tell with your eyes mm-hmm. whether or not you should be listening to the data or trust your player. Let me ask you a question though: 2013, when we went back, when we were playing Boston, was 12. it 13? 12. No, 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 not the year that we actually went. The 20, 2013. 2013. Joaquin Benoit. Boston, we all know the story here in Detroit. Bases loaded, big poppy steps up to yep. the plate. Do you walk him or do you pitch around him? Well, who, 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 who is batting behind him that game? Uh, who's after who's does after it, Poppy a lot? Does it matter at this point who it is does, batting behind it, him? No, but because knowing what we know now, right. we wouldn't pitch to him. Wouldn't pitch to him. Knowing what we knew before that, we wouldn't pitch to him. Look, that guy hit. That guy killed Detroit. Right. It didn't matter who was pitching. Right. Why would you pitch to him in that situation? But back to back to managers' situations, seeing with your eyes, Leland made a mistake there. He did. He told them to pitch to him. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh, of course. And I'm not yeah. gonna give it up to the great Skip, but I'm just I'm. It 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 plays to the manager's best interest when. You're either going to try to be really aggressive in a game with your players, or you're going to just really play it safe. And if you're going to pitch to him, pitch with your best. And yep. Benoit was our best at the time. Yeah, that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. That's well, not saying much. <laughs> well, there, was, <laughs> there was another guy, Joey, that uh, was signed here recently, a third baseman from Colorado. Yeah, I like Arenado the best out of all the big contracts that we've mm-hmm. seen so far. Just... His numbers, he's been the most consistent yeah. player out of the three. I think three years in a row, he had at least 130 RBI. Yep. Um, and if he would, he only hit over 300 once, but I think his lowest batting average was 287. Yeah. And I mean, that's still good numbers yeah, at 287. I mean, what I like the most about Arenado, sure, he's a great hitter. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing defender. Yeah, huge. And I'd take him over Machado at third base any day. I would too. 
I would too, totally. And it's for the position. eight years, two hundred and sixty million, I, that's that's reasonable for for you know well, any team to. On average, that. he's making more than those guys. He's getting thirty two point yep. five a year. Yeah. And he has that opportunity to opt out after that third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that may, will make him thirty at the time sure. that he can opt out. Mm-hmm. Personally, I see him playing the three years in Colorado. After that, I think he's going to walk if Colorado isn't contending by then. Well, I, hope, I hope they are. I really like the. We got to go to a game in Colorado a few years it's nice, ago. It's a nice park. Really, it's, it's a really nice, nice park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just uh, we parked kind of across the street. There was a overpass that went over the street we were on, pulling into this parking lot. And when you walked out of the parking lot, under this overpass, you were walking right into the stadium. There was something really cool about it, mm-hmm. and uh, the place was electric. How so, was the air? Well, <laughs> it's like really it's, high up in altitude, yeah. isn't it? Well, you know, you're in you're in Denver. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be high up there. Yeah. Uh, it's the Mile High City, and uh, yeah, the the ball flies out of there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. With with that statement though, when it comes to the end of his career and Hall of Fame, will he get the same kind of treatment we're getting right now with Larry Walker and some other players that have played their entire career in Colorado? Their numbers are higher because of playing 81 games or yeah 81 games a year at my high or at not my high at a Coors Field yep because with the uh, atmosphere and the environment your numbers are gonna be a little bit different and he's done tremendous at home but his numbers on the road the last few years have not been the greatest sure well here's my here's my question when teams go to the playoffs mm-hmm do they go based on what stadium they played in or how many wins they had? I understand the record may not reflect what, I, what I'm putting out there, but the player's performance can be dictated on where you're playing. So are you in favor of Roger Maris's asterisk? I, I am not, but that was, that was, you know, that had to do with the weather. Yeah. That wind in Baltimore pushed that ball back. That ball did not get out. Took him another game, I believe, to hit that number 61. So with what they believed at the time to be a asterisk, an asterisk-worthy thing, that that's what it is. Yeah, the whole I, deal with Nurse was it was Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth was bigger than the game. Yeah. And I, I feel like we're going to probably have an episode where we just talk about— well, I think we had a kind of a Hall of Fame yeah, episode. We but we're, we're, we're get, with the Hall of Fame, I think it's very jaded sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of players should that aren't in there should be in there, and a lot of players that are in there, and we have this conversation all the time, Jess, are in there. And it's, you know, Lou Whitaker should be in there right yep. now. Like years ago, he should have been in there. I'd take Bill Freehand, mm-hmm. Lou Whitaker, yep. and Mickey Lolich. And Mickey Lolich. For sure. Oh, definitely. But I think it also just go full circle. It goes down to the player and how you presented yourself, I think, mm-hmm. in baseball. Because, like we said last uh, episode or the episode before about um, uh, Pete Rose, he's not going to be in there yeah. because he made a stupid mistake because he thought he was bigger than the game of baseball. Obviously, he's not ever going to be in the Hall of Fame, but 
players like Derek Jeter, who kept his nose clean for 20 seasons in New York. That's a hard thing to do. I mean, yeah. ask A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, was, that was the benefit of playing with A-Rod for uh, Jeter, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Is that the spotlight was on A-Rod because he was such a knucklehead, yep. right? Mm -hmm. But you see so, A-Rod ever being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I hope not. If Clemens and... Uh... Bones yeah, get in. Yeah, yeah. I have no doubt see, that, I never uh, see them getting in that A Rod will get in. Right. Well, with the turnover and who's voting, mm, yeah, their numbers are going up mm -hmm. because it's not the uh, traditional writers writing anymore. Yeah. It's these modern day millennial, slightly earlier than millennials, mm -hmm. that are saying, "Hey, we understand what he did." Mm -hmm. But and and I have a different kind of viewpoint, I guess, on the whole steroid thing than some other people. Because yes, it 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 you know it improves your God-given ability. It gives you <laughs> added strength, strength, focus. But but it does hinder you, and there are side effects that if you're a ball player, you don't want to be having. You don't want a slower reaction time. No, and you get that by using performance-enhancing drugs. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yes, Barry Bonds could hit a pop-up and it goes out because he's on steroids <laughs> yeah but if that ball is being thrown 99 miles an hour and he's you know that half second late sure that could be a pop-up right to the catcher sure. so i mean he could have destroyed his career mm -hmm. but in this instance it boosted his career even sure. further i mean i'm one of those people that you have to look at it both ways sure he did yes what he did was against the rules mm-hmm but, you know, I'm not a writer that can vote. I'm not a writer, period. Hold on, but hold on, hold on. Maybe one day. What do we call it when you do something that's against the rules? It's it's illegal. Illegal? It's, it, it, there's Bad? a word for it. It starts with a C. Cheating? Cheating. <laughs> he cheated. Yeah. Sammy Sosa. Cheated. Yeah. Putting Mark. cork in his bat. Was that, was that right? No, it's cheating. It doesn't matter. It doesn't help your bat. It's been proven. Yep. Why would somebody, you know? Eh. Do you remember the McGuire Sosa era? Yeah. And because it was an era. I mean, mm -hmm. just watching, and there was counts. I mean, I remember turning on the news some days, back when people watched the news on television <laughs> and not on your computers or your phones. Uh, how, where where the count was after every game you know, with yep. the Cubbies, and then also with St. Louis with McGuire, and it was like exciting. I even remember going to a game and seeing McGuire hit one out, and it was like, I'm a Tigers fan, and I'm rooting for McGuire right now to hit 60 home runs in this game. I remember going to batting practice to see McGuire, mm -hmm. and the the stadium was full. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like oh batting practice, you know there are a couple thousand sure. people here. The place was packed. packed. Uh, and when McGuire hit the ball, you could tell he was stronger than anybody else there by the sound of the bat. He was a giant redwood tree in a in a field of poppies. You know, he standed <laughs> he stood around and he made, you know, big guys look small. De so. Definitely. And you don't see that many many players these days don't have that build. Yeah. They're built more athletic. They're built sure. More for uh, a 162 game season than some of these guys back right. then. But McGuire had a good he had a good baseball brain, yeah. I think, and I think that's why he's gotten a lot of calls to be a coach or a, yeah. a manager or you know even had he's chance, been yeah. hitting coach and hitting coach, bench yep, coach and bench coach. Yep. But he's got a good baseball brain. McGuire admitted to taking things that he didn't think were illegal mm -hmm. to help him Improve. gain strength. Sure. 
And, and, Which is and, called steroids, no, Mark. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think these were things supposedly he sure. bought over the counter yep. at places like GNC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I don't I don't know if that's true or not, mm -hmm. but nothing's ever been proven about nope. Mark McGuire, and he was smart. Yeah. He stayed out of the controversy as much as he could and kept his mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And he's still playing. He's still working in Major League Baseball. Right. I, and I actually liked the way he played. And when he was with Oakland, man, they just had a murderous role. Just we didn't talk yeah. about it because they're on the West Coast. Yeah. Hey, what about what about these contracts? Are they are they killing the game? Are are the agents so greedy that they're killing the game for us fans? Are, are we are we going to get to the point where we're just I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm not going to watch it anymore. Um. I think there's there's got to be a breaking point with these big contracts and going to back to Harper like we talked that much money for somebody who I don't really see being a continuous all-star and breaking numbers and hitting 300 every year 25 to 30 home runs and consistency and being a uh, uh, you know gold glove that's ridiculous to me. To me, that's just hyping up somebody's ego. And Bryce, he has a huge ego. Ever since I saw him in that game where he got ejected in Detroit, and then all of a sudden <laughs> he comes running back out and starts barking at everybody, you're not supposed to be back out on the field after you get ejected from a game, and yet you're still going to bark at us after you just did a walk-off? Do you remember you're him fighting with Papelbon? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean— Oh, wait, was that the helmet throw? No, no, that, no that, that, was, that was Hunter uh, against, Strickland. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Papelbon and Harper are both on the uh, Nationals. Uh -huh. And yeah. <gasps> Harper hit a pop-up or something to left, didn't really run it out. Oh, yeah. There yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Uh, words exchanged and some throat grabbing. Some chokeouts, the chokeout, yeah. the alleged chokeout. Speaking of not running it out, uh, I think that affected Machado near the end of the season, didn't it? You know, I think people just blew that way out of proportion because, yes, Machado verbally said, I'm not going to be Johnny Hustle, but you can watch a bunch of players in the majors and nine, like, I'll say 60% of them won't run out a ground ball. That gives you... They will not full out run out a ground ball. I, I always loved watching Victor when he hit a ground ball because he could have just kept he could just walk. <laughs> he wasn't running. He wasn't jogging. He was like but there was fast a reason. Walking. There was a reason for it yes. with Victor. But even like with uh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, third third base uh, for us. Candelario. No, um, for us. Yeah, Brandon about Inge? five five years ago. Oh, um, hmm. how you know it's it's and, inconsequential. Is and, it? And, yeah. Any anyways. But you can look, I would look up and down our lineup, and I would try to figure out how many of these guys would actually fully run out of ground ball. Do you remember I Andy Dirks? I think about yeah. two. Do you remember Andy Dirks, yep. who, who unfortunately had some back problems and is out of baseball? Mm -hmm. Andy, Bur Andy Dirks, I loved watching him play. When he hit the ball, it could have been a routine ground ball mm -hmm. at shortstop. He went all out, and there were times he beat it out. Yeah. If you beat it out three times a season, does that help your help your team? Sure. You got nine guys batting. Right. Mm -hmm. If 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 uh, eight of them mm -hmm. three times a season beat yep. it out where they would normally have given it up, mm -hmm. that's twenty four more hits. Sure. Yeah. Twenty four more opportunities to score. Right. Joey, let me ask you a question. And w during baseball, during practice, during anything, if it looks like one of your coaches is looking at you and you're not just given not a hundred percent, but you're just kind of feeling a little. Not that I'm saying you're do you do that, but or any other player on your team, 
Well, I mean, what would your coach do? What would your coach would your coach just kind of be like, okay, great, you know? <laughs> but would he really get on somebody if they weren't hustling it out or really getting in front of the ball? Not really. Okay. At least not in recent experiences that I've okay. had. The I don't want to call him the laziest player because he's also one of my best friends. Sure. But you could tell when he was going to try, and I don't think I ever saw him try 100% once. How did that make you feel, though, as a, as your as his teammate, though? It upsets me. Yeah. Like, as a player, the one thing that I can always control no matter what happens is the amount of effort I give. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to get the chance to play baseball, I'm going to give 100% of the effort all yeah, the time. Because all the time. It, it could be very well the last time I step on that field. That's a, that's a great way of that's a great way of looking at it. And I think a lot of these big contracts, you know, back to your point, Jess, it's hindering them from really giving 100 percent, like Joey said, giving out that hustle, being a teammate, and really making your even if your team loses 100 games, you're still gonna get want to give that hustle. Yeah. A because you're a baseball player and this is the game that you're supposed to love. B, you're getting paid a lot of money to be watched for 162 games, depending on how your season's going. And see, that's where I don't have an issue with the Papelbon Harper thing, because I get really irritated when you don't see players calling right. out their teammates when they're not giving it 100%. McCann did it with Iglesias that yeah. one year. He, They got into fisticuffs in the dugout that one yeah. year. Arenado did the same thing. Yeah. He was tired of them losing, and he basically tried to fight everybody in the dugout because yeah. no one was trying. Now, I get, granted, that's probably not the best way yeah. to be a, yeah. a leader or a teammate in there. But well, You notice neither McCann nor Iglesias are with the Tigers anymore. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, and maybe for Iglesias, it has to do with uh, intelligence, right? The yeah, because if I'm a glacius size, I'm not messing with James McCann. That the guy, the guy's a monster. Yeah, I mean, look at him. Yep. You know, I'm, if I'm getting in a fight, I want to make sure I got a chance to win. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get into a fight like you know. Hey, uh, here's my last thought okay. on, on these big contracts. There's a CBA coming up, right? Mm-hmm. A yep. collective bargaining agreement is going to come along, and this is going to be thought about. Yeah. And baseball is heading in the direction of we want to see more home runs. We want to see more scoring. You know, we're going to go back to, I don't know, maybe like baseball originally was, where there's no pitcher's mound. It's just a pitcher's box. <laughs> and uh, and it's instead of 60 feet away, maybe it's 70 feet away. Sure. I mean, it's, this is going to get crazy. Let's stop changing the game. The yeah. game is good the way sure. it is. Let's concentrate on playing baseball yep. instead of trying to make, stars of guys who are uh full of themselves and i look i think i think harper is a good player obviously machado's a good player Mm -hmm. arnado's a good player we've got some good players on the tigers yeah who who given the chance and a few years seasoning i think it'll be very good i think candelario is going to be good and i i my apologies now to ronnie rodriguez he's having a great season yeah don't so far no he's having a great season because you don't believe in him but (laughs) but you know what you know what he He's swinging at better pitches. He even maybe, said, yeah, he said maybe it the they've other, worked with he him. He said it. He was like, I've been really trying to work on the fundamentals and not, you know, windshield wiping everything. And, and there's something about baseball. There's room for improvement. And if you work, it's like any anything we do in life. We don't start out being the best. Nope. There's room for improvement. There's learning. There's failure. Yeah. There's coming back. Yeah. There and and you always need somebody there encouraging you and i want to encourage ronnie rodriguez whatever he's doing keep it up houston got rid of jd martinez and then look what happened so so here's a brief trivia question because out of the Uh, three players we just talked about 
which of those three led the major leagues in base on balls last year? Mm, good question. Arnado. Because it shocked me who it was. It was probably Harper. It was Harper. Harper has, on average, a year drawn over 100 walks while striking out only 146 times on average in his entire career. He is, out of this, if you look at the stats, he is the most patient and most consistent getting on base via the walk. How many intentional walks did he have, does it say? Uh, he has had only uh, 70, 70 in his career, so that's about 12 every year. Right. On average, last year, he only had... Uh, he had 16 last year, and that was not even the most in his career. Look up Al Al Alex Avila's, because uh, Alex Avila's a... is on base percentage. Oh, yeah, and base on balls was good, and he didn't get paid $330 million. Well, let me <laughs> let me ask you about Harper. He has, he has now gone to the Phillies. Do you think he went to the Phillies because there's somebody who will bat behind him? Oh, I mean, you got Reese Hoskins that will bat behind him. But no. What I, about if he had gone to San Diego? Or well, San I, I didn't see him going to San Diego to begin with. He went, if he went to San Francisco, you know, their lineup is built differently. Their lineup is built for that ballpark. Their lineup is built with speed. So if you're Bryce Harper, you're thinking, oh, they're not going to pitch around me as much. I don't think they're going to be able to if pitch around if him. If you're in Philly, if you're in San Francisco, he's thinking, I'm going to get more walks. I'm not going to have as many opportunities to hit. I mean, if he was really concerned about, you know, getting pitched to, he, he could have picked uh, a few different places. He could have gone to L.A. where they were offering him on a shorter deal, $45 million a year for like three years. And he would have been, you know, in the middle of that lineup. And there was there'd be no way you're pitching around him in the Dodger lineup. My personal favorite would have been if he would have gone to the other L.A. team, the Angels. You wouldn't be able to pitch around him in that lineup. No. So, I mean, there were teams out there that if he really did not want to get pitched around, he could have, you know, inquired about playing for them. And I don't know how many players these days are actually inquiring with teams like, hey, I want to come play in your city. Because, you know, teams are being real stingy right now about the money. And it's going to be interesting to see, at least in 2021, if Trout isn't extended, if Betts isn't extended, if DeGrom isn't extended. Mm -hmm. Will these players be calling out to teams or will uh, teams be calling out to them? Because I think if you're Mike Trout, you could probably go to any one of the 30 teams and say, I want to play here. And that well, team will try to do anything Mike in Trout power to the Tigers. Mike so, Trout. Work it out. <laughs> Mike Trout. According to, what's the guy's name on MLB Network? Brian Kenny. According to Brian Kenny, Mr. Statman for MLB, Mike Trout's the greatest player since ever. <laughs> you know, if you listen oh. to this guy, Mike yeah. Trout, Mike yeah. Trout, Mike Trout. I would, and, and you know, I'm from a different era, but I would take three good players over one great player any day it is a team sport yeah. at least it's mm -hmm. supposed to be and that's my problem with what's going on right now yeah it's all about oh yeah well i'm with the phillies enough about them let's talk about, about me, me. Mm -hmm. yeah okay uh yeah i want i want to bring a championship to dc that's what he yeah, said that was weird <laughs> i was like okay yeah, he was used to saying it he, sure. he misspoke hey mm. 
Well, uh, you know, we've got we talked a little bit when Scott was on last week mm-hmm. about uh, uh, the uh, what do they call the clause, the uh, reserve clause. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Flood suing Major League Baseball over really what was what's like slavery. Yeah. Well, I think the I think the the owners have some, and the league has some fault here with these guys saying, okay. I've paid my dues. I've been my six years. Mm-hmm. I'm a free agent now. I'm going to get what I can because that first year you paid me major league minimum. And right. the next year, whatever, and after three years, I had to go to arbitration to get what I wanted. And so, you know, I think there's blame to go around. They've got to fix this. Yeah. And hopefully in this next collective bargaining agreement, they will. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there are a couple other free agents out there that we, you know, there's kind of a new free agent watch. Well, well, if if we go back real quick to that uh, reserve clause, here's where I have an issue with it, and I don't have an issue with it. If you're getting this player from the draft, Mm -hmm. and depending on where you get them, yes, they're making so much money for their season, but they're also getting that signing bonus, which they're getting all at once. Now... If they don't pan out, obviously that signing bonus was the biggest check they were going to ever get in uh, professional baseball. If they do pan out, you know, you it's kind of like when you first get a job out of college. You know, your first few jobs aren't going to be your real highest paying jobs if you, you know, if you move up, if you... Oh, I don't keep... know, man. That dishwasher job that I had back, <laughs> at, back way back when was really good. So, I mean, in a sense... They also got to look at it like that. Like, hey, I got to put my time in. I got to show that I can do this, you know, progressively. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start making the bigger money. The only issue that I do have with this reserve clause type of a thing is players that really should be in the majors starting right after spring training and being held back that three, four week period so that when they are brought up, the team gets that extra year of control. Mm-hmm. By the way, Casey Mize was just assigned to minor league camp. Okay. Just thought I'd... That that kind of goes to what you're talking about. They, oh, Casey they're, Mize. They're doing the same thing with uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yep. Yeah. And, that's uh, that's you, being handled badly. And we may see it with... Is, uh, he, is he hitting with no gloves? Uh, <laughs> I saw something yesterday. He's alternating between. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was just wondering if he was ever going to... Yeah. I mean... Well, there, I don't know how. There I, are two free agents out there that everybody's talking about. One is Keuchel yep. from uh, the Astros. Yep. And the other one is um, Kimbrel. Yep. You know the 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 the, the, the man, man the or whatever you call him. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, I, I've not been impressed when I've seen Kimbrel. But I'm looking at numbers. That guy. I mean, he's got uh, a lifetime whip of under a under one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he he saved 42 games last year. This guy's good. Yeah. A lifetime ERA, 191, a lifetime whip of .92, 333 saves, and he's only 30 years old. Yeah. He's just probably just learning the pitch. Sure. And then you've got you've got Keuchel, who's 31. And Keuchel, you know, he was supposed to be the the ace in in Houston. I mean I mean he was for the majority of his career yeah. in Houston. Before they found their stride. The, I mean, the only thing with him is... Before they found Verlander. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the big thing with Keuchel is the last few years he hasn't seemed healthy. I mean, 
yes, he hasn't been on the DL, but he also hasn't appeared to be as dominant, as accurate, as... I mean, his velocity's gone to crap, it seemed like, yeah. uh, last year. He's ne- he's never been a uh, flamethrower, which is why I think teams are a little bit hesitant to sign him, because you don't want to sign that guy who's throwing 90. Yeah. If That's not going to get anyone to the ballpark. You get someone who's throwing 100 at the gate, that's going to get a lot more people sure. in the seats. Yeah. See, and that that's, a, that's the thing that I, I do understand, and I, I absolutely hate. Because you could have a guy like Kimbrough, for example. The reason why he had so much success early on, he could throw that 100 to 102 mile per hour fastball. Mm-hmm. The hitter has no idea where the hell it's going. No. But they're still swinging because they don't want that to go right down the middle either. Sure. Teams and players have become smarter that now, okay, he's throwing 100 miles an hour, but he's not accurate. Well, look what if, happened with Chapman. Exactly. Yeah. If I take these first two pitches and both of them end up being balls, I'm taking the next two pitches. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I think players, teams, you know, ex- you know, player development, they've become smarter. They realize, okay, I don't care. This guy can, that this guy can throw a hundred. If he can't be accurate, then there's no point to even swing in the bat. No, I think that was a big thing that helped Verlander out. Was mm-hmm. he changed up his not so much his style, but he he worked on the pitches that he yeah, knew he was bad he at. Yeah. Pitch. Right. He yeah. He learned exactly, and now he has a pocket full of you know. And then when he gets angry, he can still hit ninety eight. I mean, last year he was hitting ninety. I think he actually hit a hundred one yeah. time last year, a couple yeah. of times. It's a it's a changing of that fundamentals and being able to say okay. What I'm doing right now is not working, and now I have to just basically work on the things that I know I'm not good at, so anybody who I'm going to be facing isn't ready for it. You know, well, Either one of these guys coming to the Tigers? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> but Craig Kimbrell, there are rumors, possibly Washington is interested in him. Oh, okay. So I, I, so actually, you've got a, I would like that deal. You've sure. got a closer to back up Scherzer. How about to that? back up Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin? Mm-hmm. I like that top three in the rotation. The only thing that needs to happen is Strasburg needs to stay healthy, and they they could all I think win fifteen plus games this year. Sure, sounds like they could have a good team. Like I said, yeah. Washington might be a sl- might be that sleeper still. And let's hope they beat the Phillies. I yeah, uh, part of the reason Strasburg always gets hurt is. His mechanics, when he, like, throws, he pulls his, sh- his front shoulder mm-hmm. way wide. Yep. And then when he's throwing his slider, it's the worst pitch for your elbow that you could possibly throw. Yeah. And that's why he's had, like, three arm surgeries at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, because he's had, he's had Tommy John, hasn't he? Twice. Yeah. Twice, twice, twice I yeah. That's, I mean, that's yeah, the, the kind one, of unheard of for Major League Baseball players to I have. mean, the first time he had it, though, was right out of college. Sure. And, I mean, but, be, being around some college athletes, there are a lot of guys that are getting Tommy John that, it's becoming I, a more, I, uh, you know. It's becoming yeah. a kind of a precaution in a yeah, sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> I need Tommy I mean, John. Well, I mean, there did are you guys hurt your arm? That, no, I just want it. <laughs> there are guys that have, you know, the elbow tightness. Uh-huh. The, you know, their elbow is not where, you know, it needs to be. Sure. You know, where another surgery could fix it. But instead of doing the other surgery, they'll, you know, see, will Tommy John take care of this? Yeah. And they take the Tommy John. And we well, should probably do a show on kids. Mm-hmm. Who need Tommy John, and it's right. it's a problem. It's even becoming a problem. Twelve year olds yep. throwing yeah. breaking balls mm-hmm. like crazy. Well, uh, you know, I love to play. Mm-hmm. 
I play with some guys who are older than me, believe it or not. And one of them coaches a team that's uh, for 65-year-olds and older. His name is Steve. And a couple years ago, Steve, who I would imagine is around 70, hit Tommy John. He wanted to yeah. keep playing. Red could oh. Mm. I love it. You know, yeah. I'm, I, you know, it's made for him. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not made for a 12-year-old kid. No, before they can even really figure out how and, to, and, you know, throw a pitch. And if your parents are teaching you to throw breaking balls in such a way, you know, a kid 12 years old shouldn't be throwing breaking balls. That's my opinion. I had two older sisters, and they both played softball, so I actually knew how to pitch underhand before I could actually throw a ball the right way, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't one of your friends who coaches a team out in, I want to say, like, Lake St. Clair or something, whatever team he is, doesn't he only, like, teach how to throw a changeup until the kids are, like, 18? That was that was Dave Bergman. Dave Bergman, who unfortunately passed away a couple years mm. ago. Yeah, Bergman, uh, even his 17-year-old kids that he coached, he said, you know, in, out, up, down, fast, slow. That's yeah, pitching. That is. And, uh, you know, mostly, most guys... 15, 16 years old, can't really command the curveball. Mm -hmm. They can throw it. They can get it over yep. occasionally. I remember Daryl Evans telling me, he said, you know, I'm a fastball hitter, so what do you think they're going to throw me first pitch? I said, probably a curveball. He said, yeah. He says, you know why I take the first pitch usually? Because it's a curveball. Mm -hmm. And it's they get it, even a major league pitcher gets it over maybe 40% of the time. Sure. So I'm ahead 1-0. Yeah. I'm ready. They're going to eventually have to throw me a pitch. Mm-hmm. And when they do, I don't want to miss it. Nope. And he also said, I don't want to hit it back up the middle. You know, you hear batting coaches hit it back up the middle. I don't want to hit it back up the middle. Where are the best players on the field? Shortstop, second base, center field? Mm -hmm. I want to hit it to right. I yeah. want to pull it. He's a left-handed batter. I want to pull it. Fence is closer. Right fielder, usually not, you know, usually has a great arm, but not sure. necessarily the best fielder. Mm -hmm. First baseman. You know, it might be some big guy like Giambi. Oh, Jason Giambi, another one. Who could bang the ball but, you know, didn't have the softest hands in the world. No. I pull it over there, I got a good, better chance of getting on. Yeah. And another Giambi guy. was never going to be leaping for, you know, balls going over his head. And Daryl Evans, another guy who walked over 100 times a season often. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, let's move on. Uh, here's a guy who's got a got a future. This is my sleeper in in the Tigers farm system. Okay, down on the farm here, we've got Jacob Robson. Yeah, I saw this guy play last year, my first time ever going to Fifth Third in Toledo. Mm -hmm. I like this guy. He's yeah. got speed, puts the bat on the ball. He's not your prototypical big leaguer. You nope. know, he doesn't. He's not going to hit 30 home runs probably. Sure. Hits a few home runs, runs well, plays well, good outfielder. I like this guy. Mm -hmm. Tell us about him, uh, Mr. Statman. Well, uh, so far during spring training, he has struggled. He is 0 for 10 uh, with one walk, three strikeouts. He wouldn't well, be a sleeper if he was doing great right now. One walk, three <laughs> strikeouts, and uh, one run scored. He actually has served some time in the majors. He played, I believe, in three games last year okay uh, i think he had eight at bats um how old is he he is hold on he is 24 oh and he is a resident of canada Tell us, ah canada um, how'd he do in the, in the minor so season in uh the minor leagues last year he played a majority of his games in uh 
double a eerie where he batted 286 with a 832 ops 16 doubles three triples seven home runs 32 rbis and 39 walks 78 strikeouts he uh, stole 11 bases and then up to AAA, where he had about almost the same amount of at-bats. He played in 10 less games okay. at AAA. Uh, 305 batting average, a 796 OPS, 13 doubles, one triple, four home runs, 15 RBIs, 23 walks, and 62 strikeouts to go along with only seven stolen bases. Okay. I still like him. Hey, there's your sleeper. There is your sleeper. That's our sleeper I, I, down I, I do, on the farm. I do like him, but it is concerning to see the walks drop. Sure. Yeah. Between the two, and to have very, uh, you know, not that big of a difference in total uh, at bats. There's a lot of kids competing this year. That's well, what we, I've noticed. If we can have whoever's working with Ronnie Rodriguez work with Jacob Robson. <laughs> We need to let Jacob know that we're fans here. Maybe we can get him on the show okay, sometime. Sure, I like him, and you know that's a tough. That's got to be a tough deal, trying to make your way up through the minor leagues. Yeah, and to you know to get to Erie, how many how many people get to Double A? Yeah. yeah, what do they have on what do they have on their roster? Eighteen something like that. They don't have as big a uh, roster as the major double leagues. Double A. I mean, I know that Double A, Triple A, and the majors can all hold up to twenty five guys. I believe our double-A roster probably holds between 20 to 22. Triple-A yeah, is probably closer to the 24, 25. Hmm. But, I mean, we, we have a—because we don't have as many minor league teams as some organizations, we do have higher numbers of players at every level. Sure. So where are our minor leagues? We have the Whitecaps over in Grand Rapids. Yep. Yep, we got the Flying we Tigers. Lakeland. Fine, yep. We have we Erie, the Connect Toledo. Got mm -hmm. Connecticut. Connecticut. And that's what Connecticut's instructional A, right? Uh, Connecticut is class A, single A. So it's weird. We do have a single A in Grand Florida Rapids. or in, Gra in Grand Rapids. And then it's high A in Florida. Yeah. And I think it's instructional A in Connecticut. Yeah. Well. That's a lot. That's a big farm system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. surprisingly, it's. Not as big as some other teams, right, which, is, yeah. which is funny to think about. Joey and I saw a, um, a Cubs game, a Cubs affiliate in Boise, Idaho, which was instructional A, I'm, I'm thinking. The field was awful. And the first play of the game, the shortstop made an error that most high school guys are going to make. Mm -hmm. They're going to make the play. Sure. It went well, right through the five hole. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so maybe that maybe they have. Do you just stand there and just look between? You just, yeah. You know, uh, uh. <laughs> the cub, the, the the cub affiliate had a catcher that could hit, but he, he looked like Yogi Berra. He had that kind of build. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's an aside. Huh. Well, we're getting down toward the end of the show here. Uh, I want us to put a show together. Okay. Of. Our ballpark foods. Oh, our, yeah. our our ballpark cuisine. In fact, here at NRL, we should have done it today because it's like Fat Tuesday. So it's like if yeah, somebody should... tried to give me one of those punch keys, <laughs> I, it was all I could do to say no and uh, demand that it be no. We've had some people on the show here that that I've been real impressed with. Last week we had Scott Green play yep. at the plate, mm -hmm. yep. talking about how people can continue to play baseball, go right. to some tournaments see some really fantastic ball fields and, yeah. and make some friends. Yeah. We had Mike Giuliano on a few weeks ago mm -hmm. with Men's Senior Baseball League. And a couple of weeks ago, we had on uh, uh, 
Scott Yaki. Yep. Kurt Yaki's uh, son from the MI Bat Company. And they gave me this cool bat. And oh, I've been boy. swinging it around the office here. Yeah, you only hit twice, two people so I, far. Well, so. that's only two. Yeah. Yeah. See that little mark? That was Paul Benzman right there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, uh, so what's our what's our food this week? So our food this week comes courtesy of the Atlanta Brave Sun Trust Park. Ooh. It is the oh my. pig pickin, oh my. which is a barbecue spice tortilla <sighs> shell stuffed with curly fries, mac and cheese, pulled pork, coleslaw, and roasted pico de gallo with fried pork rinds on the side. Oh, you got to throw those Why in. Why would you put those on the side? Uh, I believe uh, I believe you can ask them to throw them ambience? in. Ambience? I don't know. Yeah. Well, wow. What do you think, Joe? Would you eat that? Yeah, you, you <laughs> can have the coleslaw, but other than that, sounds good. Uh, What's better than pork and mac and cheese yeah, and fries? Right, yeah. It looks like... Uh, like some corn? And, uh... Yeah. Yep, there there is, uh... Wow. Oh my! You I get something well, and, you, from... and you get the curly fries. Of course, it was like, not yeah. not the straight cut. No, but no, the curly fries. No, you can't oh, eat something like that with fries yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the curly fries would go down a little I bit mean, easier. I mean, you can't even see the curly fries in there. I don't think. No, and maybe needs a little guacamole on the top. It, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like we're going to Atlanta this year then, because I'm. Uh, now I'm hungry. Well, uh, it's a new ballpark. It should be nice. Yes, it's outside of the city now, so you yeah. don't have to go around crazy Atlanta traffic and try to get to Turner Field. <laughs> We've talked about some of our favorite ballparks mm -hmm. on here, mm -hmm. and uh, I, we haven't even thought about that one yet. Turner or the new park? The new park. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, well, uh, we should take a road trip. Deal. Done. I understand that Ethan has come up with some tickets for us to go down to Comerica Park and try out for the Tigers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us I'll about be, it. Uh... Oh, so uh, last Saturday I was at my my uh, old high school's auction, and I bid on and ended up having the winning bid for a four-person experience down at Comerica Park to hit uh, BP on the field, throw, uh, you know, play some catch on the field, shag some fly balls. So once we pick out a date, you know, uh, I can contact the contact person and, you know, get that all set up. Well, Jerry Lewis, mm -hmm. who runs Detroit Tiger Fantasy Camps, I believe sets these uh, batting practices up. Okay. And Jerry is going to be on our next show. Nice. He, he committed to that a few weeks ago. I have to confirm yeah. it. Okay. But I'm really excited because I have all kinds of questions. He has the inside track on all the Tigers. Yeah. He knows what's going on. And Jerry has a lot of memorabilia in his office. Maybe we could talk him into sure. give us, giving us something. And don't worry, Internet. You know, if we do go to batting practice, we will film it so you can see us. You can see Jess hit, you know. Line drives, you can see Ethan hit home runs, and you can see me bowing down because my <laughs> hip just went out. <laughs> we might have to make a blooper reel and a highlight reel. Yeah. Well, I'll put, hey, hey, well, I'll make a challenge out to both of you right now. Who can actually hit? The highlight one? for me would be, the highlight for me is just making contact. Yeah, that would be the, the highlight for and me, I, too. I think usually Dave Rosma throws at these things. Sure. And uh, there's an amazing story right there. A guy mm -hmm. his age who can throw. We're not talking about just throwing a few pitches. Yep. You know, there might be 50, 60 people there. He'll throw each one 15, 20 pitches. Mm -hmm. 
you add it up, it, it turns into, you know, some ice on the shoulder, I would think. So you're telling me I'm going to go 0 for 15. No. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> Roseman's a great guy, and he'll lay it right in there for you. still has incredible control. He could, now, we, he could put it up on a tee for me, and we, I'm still not going to hit that thing. We are your friends, right, Ethan? Yes, you're gonna, you are. You're going to take yeah. us? Yeah. Don't, yeah, because he especially wants to see me just strike out. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody else. And we can put out for auction the fourth ticket. Right? Yeah. Ooh. So, you know, Tony in the control room, he could throw in some money. Maybe maybe Kelsey would like to go. Or Alana, one of one of these guys. Yeah, what, what, what are we going to start the, uh, the bidding at? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, a Big Mac. <laughs> you know, we're always looking for lunch around here. True. Uh, a hot and ready pizza, whatever. You know, we'll start the bidding there, and then they can, they can. Okay. Whoever, whoever wants M to maybe go. Maybe we'll best. work Corey up to that Olambo. Oh, okay. Deal. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? We need to come up with our own ballpark food. Okay. Something okay. we can pitch to Major League Baseball. Sure. I so like let's the idea. think about that, and in the next couple weeks. We'll come up with our own ballpark food. Now, do I'm we now do we physically have to make it, or can we pay someone to make it? Because I'm no. not a good cook. Glenn, who hangs around here every day, tells me he's a great cook. Okay. We'll have Glenn make a special ballpark food. Sure. Well, I think it's about time to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being with us. We had a great time, whether you did or not. And uh, for Corey, Ethan... And Joey Baseball, this has been Baseball Mainly. Let's play two.